Hey everyone, Mike here. I know with the holidays just passed and New Year's are coming, this is a crazy time of year. This is our second to last episode of 2017 and I wanted to wish you all a happy, albeit belated holiday, and happy new year. This has been an insane year for our show and it's all possible to the fantastic people on this show and the even more fantastic human beings like you who help support, share, and encourage us to keep going every week. The mini-sode this week is technically the first episode with our newest regular guest, Kate Lamphere, who was on the show last week, so sorry about the confusion there. T and I sat down with Kate to have a chat about the pros and cons of miniseries. So thank you again to everyone for listening and supporting I Read Comic Books. This is me signing off until next week and next year. Now onto the show. This is a very special episode of I Read Comic Books because we have a new guest who's never been on the show before. It's so exciting. Kate Lamphere, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. I'm super excited that you're here. We're also, we also have a third person on this bonus mini-sode for you folks, Tia Vasilio. Hello. Super excited today to be talking about the pros and cons of contained miniseries, but before we get started, Kate, can you tell us a little bit about who you are? what you like to read, all that kind of stuff real quick, and then we'll go into actually talking about miniseries. Yeah, thanks. Um, I like to read way too much. <laughs> I spent the entire okay. week in reading. <laughs> I like to read many mini miniseries. I read a lot of uh, like daily story comic books, like Giant Days, Lumberjanes, that kind, of, that kind of book. Yeah, like Slice of Life kind of books. I don't read a whole lot of capes, although I do occasionally steal my husband's like Superman and uh, Spider-Man, Thor, occasionally if those are sitting around. Um, I'm married gotcha. to I'm married to Brian Murray, who's also on this podcast. Yes, yes. This is this is the Kate who's not Kate Scotchless who that we've talked about on occasion that we've had to find. We're trying to find a very interesting way to to separate them, but for now we're you know we'll just probably not just put them on the same episode for a little bit at least we'll see we'll see that's why kate's not on the episode tonight at least yeah <laughs> also brian because i'm using his equipment right right um i i'm a typesetter in real life <laughs> i lay out print books for a living uh, speaking of my job because i work for a publisher i have to say that all of my my opinions on this show are my own now and going forward oh okay okay so very interesting um well okay cool but well let's let's get into talking about contained miniseries so kate you wanted to talk about this because you read a lot of miniseries like what are some of the benefits do you think overall of just reading miniseries for in terms of comic books at least i know like we could go into prose and movies and stuff like that which is not really relevant here um i love miniseries because there's like a limited number of them you go into your shop you see one of four on a book and if it looks good i pick it up Mm -hmm. um, sometimes if it doesn't look good i pick it up anyway because you know that you're only going to be spending 15 20 bucks on an entire contained story and if they mm -hmm. come out with an, a second arc someday great and if not you've only spent 15 or 20 bucks and hopefully it's good <laughs> gotcha see okay it's funny that you say that because i feel like the whole second arc of a mini series is kind of a detriment but like yeah we'll get into that when we get into cons i mean so tia you're also here today so let me ask you a question what what do you like about mini series I like them for the same reason that Kate just said. They're a little lower commitment than an ongoing. I also would argue that in a lot of cases, I think that you're going to end up with a 
better crafted book because if an artist uh, and a writer know going into a series that it's finite, they can plan the beginning and the middle and the end and the pacing, you know, kind of knowing how much space they have to work with. And I think that lets them do their best work as opposed to a book where it's like one day you just find out it's ending and you have to rush an ending or something. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I think that like, I mean, for me, I guess the the thing that I really like about is pretty much the same. It seems like we're all kind of in the same boat around these types of things. Like, um, I know that the, the, the best part about it is, you know, things like even with maxi series that are like 12 issues long, something like, you know, the vision by Tom King or, uh, Miracle Man by Tom King. Those are the only two that I'm coming up with off the top of my head. <laughs> Tom you King. Know, um, <laughs> just Tom King stuff that he's been doing recently. No, I mean, truly, when you were thinking about the big two in specific, like, that that's the big pull-in for me. I'm like, all right, I don't have to... I mean, sure, there's going to be a whole continuity thing, but that's not the discussion here. Um, but I can just jump into this book. I know what I'm getting. It's going to have a three- or four-part structure of some sort, and it's not going to feel rushed. I think the pacing thing is really key, and that's why I personally prefer maxi series, these 12 or 16 or 18 long books to six or five or four issue long miniseries because I feel like there is enough time to drag the story out, add a lot of really interesting thoughts, and tell a solid story. There's definitely more opportunity for world building with a maxi series. I think that it's like, I think miniseries are actually really well suited to stories that take place in the real world, just for e- the sake of economy and and you you know you don't have to explain the the rules of this particular universe you really don't have time to do that uh, whereas right. if you've got 12 or 16 issues you can be a little more fantastical or sci-fi or whatever just because you have a little more space to tell your story and also let readers get accustomed to where they are Right. I feel like you're referencing Cy Spurrier's The Spire for some reason. I, I literally have it open on my computer right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So we're all in the same place. I'm also um, holding Cry Havoc right now. Oh, yeah. Another oh, right. Cy Spurrier yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, oh, see, the thing about that book, I mean, let me just go on a little mini tangent here. I loved the whole thing they did with color, and I know that that was like the like cool little comic booky thing that they did and I know we talked about it um, on the show when it was coming out but like what a fucking cool concept like based on different time periods we're gonna have a different colorist like holy shit holy shit I'm still impressed by that book to this day <laughs> but you know that's that's me I, so Kate um you actually have a list of some books I I really wanted to ask you about one of the books that you put on this list it's called not our land is it really only two issues long yeah, I actually heard about it first on this podcast. Tia, was that you that had had found it? Uh, it doesn't sound familiar to me. I'm gonna point this at the other Kate, at Kate Scotchless. That's I, I shouldn't call her other Kate because like, <laughs> that seems rude. <laughs> the first Kate. Yes, Alpha the first Kate. Kate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not. Or, I'm sorry, it's Once Our Land and not, not Our Land. I'd written that down wrong. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's, it's only two issues. And I want to say that it's actually German, if I'm not wrong. And it, okay. it just comes into this kind of post-apocalyptic world. And you're caught up in the first two or three pages just by the artwork. It tells you kind of like what happened um, to make the world that way. 
And it's just about this little girl who survived this apocalypse and her like gigantic warrior friend. <laughs> they kind of find what? they find each other after the world has like fallen apart. And it's just I mean the story is about them surviving, really. But there's almost I mean it's still in German or whatever language it was. It's been a little while since I read it. But I mean it's two issues. It's it's compact, it's efficient. And there's almost no dialogue. So there's a little oh, bit. Okay. Yeah. So there's a little bit of like translated um, lines here and there, but not everything is translated. Like if, if you can get the context from the picture, which is mostly the case, they just mm-hmm. don't bother to translate it. And I actually really, for this, that worked out really well because there weren't any complex ideas. It was just okay. friendship, survival. <laughs> Right, pretty a little straightforward given this what I I'm guessing is like this apocalyptic wasteland that these two were in. Yeah. Gotcha. I I don't think I could name another two issue miniseries, but the fact that this is European actually kind of it kind of makes sense. I feel like European comics can get away with this in a way that American comics can't because there's a different it's just a different mentality in that industry. Um I, I think because comics are seen as more of a a work of art compared to, you know, American comics which are dominated in in some respects by by cape comics and a less serious tone on things by the general public. Um I, I could say that I know of at least one three issue miniseries that I read recently, which is called The Night Owl Society. Beautiful, beautiful artwork. The basic premise is that it, there is a kid who finds out that there are some gangsters in his city and he recruits the stereotypical dumb jock and some nerd friend and another friend that, you know, these kids all hit these kind of like 80s, 90s cliches to bring them down. Um, and then there's a big twist on the whole story that I really enjoyed. Um, and three issues actually worked for this series. So I think extra tiny stories can be told as long as they're planned to be within that, you know, small time frame. Because I, I know that I've definitely read, you know, five or even four or four or even five issue miniseries where it felt like they were paced or like the pacing was way off and the ending came out of nowhere um, and was super duper rushed. Um, and I, I think now I'm kind of bleeding into the cons side of things um, where, you know, the pacing can be off on four issue series in a lot of cases, at least from what I've read from other publishers. And that may be books that just didn't sell well and got trimmed from six issues to four issues or something like that. It's something that we will never know probably from the outside unless you actually talk to the creators. But um, other than, you know, pacing issues, what do you guys think are probably the downsides of contained miniseries? Well, like I was saying, um, you know, I think that if you want to do something that's really fantastical or really hard sci-fi, you have to be very economical with your world building. Everything has to kind of uh, give you the most bang for your buck because you just don't have a lot of time for any kind of slow burn. So um, I'm trying to think like maybe the uh, the Arclight series that Brandon Graham and Marion Churchland did. I, it's like only four issues, I think. But mm-hmm. um, they almost like leaned into it so hard that you just went along with it and you never expected any explanation of the rules of the world. And you just kind of went with it along with it. You know, it, it was just like, okay, like this train is leaving the station. So hop on, <laughs> you know? And, and I yeah. actually, like that can actually be really exciting when you have a writer and an artist who just are, are good at what they do and they can like pull that off, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I read that too. I'm a little bit behind. I've got a whole, whole bunch of issues of mirror 
waiting to waiting to be read. Oh yeah. So I mean, Mirror's ongoing now. It is now. Yeah. When I yeah. first, first picked it up, I think it was was it limited for a moment. <laughs> it, I I mean, so the second arc, uh, it takes place far in the future and then they're only just now starting to kind of um combine the characters and the concept like the the storyline from the first arc now is kind of starting to converge with with what's happening in the second but yeah i i i don't know i if it was always intended to continue i'm really glad it is though yeah i like to see the- this this Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I liked the two or three issues that I read, and then I just left it on my pull list, and now I'm super behind. (laughs) There was another... So, okay, the the numbering... I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, that Eight House, like, as a as a I don't know concept as a as conglomerate. Yeah, like, as a thing. um, It had a bunch of different not even really that connected stories happening under the umbrella with all these different creators. Yoris was another one that I really liked. And um, so Mirror kind of seems to have staked off on its own. And I don't know if the other ones will ever continue or, I mean, they're very beautiful stories on their own. They don't necessarily need to, but uh, yeah, it's a neat concept. I mean, I think tangential to to the question of miniseries is the question of anthologies also. Um, and Brandon Graham seems to be involved in a lot of those, which is nice. But um, yeah, just like the ability to tell a story in a, in a contained amount of space is a skill that I think every creator should hone. Definitely. Um, I to to go off of a point that I I think you both brought up with with Mirror becoming an ongoing, I kind of take issue with that in some ways. Um, for books that I plan on being miniseries, I mean, from a financial standpoint, it's a little annoying. And I mean, from a from a reading standpoint, it can be great if the book is really really great. But, you know, there are some books like, for instance, Dream Thief, right? I just recently talked about that on this last week's episode. I read through the whole thing, um, and I realize I'm dating this bonus episode. But nonetheless, um, I I read through the series, and I was just under the assumption that, like, the first arc was going to end, and it was going to be self-contained, and the second arc was just kind of like a, cool, we want to do a little bit more with this story. But what it turned out to be was there was a six-issue miniseries, and issue one of the next miniseries was just a continuation of the previous book. If you had not read the first miniseries, you would have been totally lost. And I think that's that's kind of that kind of stinks. Like, I mean, another book that kind of does that is Lock and Key, and I know that it's critically acclaimed and all this stuff, but that book should have just been Lock and Key numbers one through however many they went, rather than six yeah. volumes of quote-unquote miniseries, which makes it kind of weird, and I think it was probably weird for people who were picking it up off the shelves and maybe saying, ooh, look, a new number one, and then going, oh, wait, there were 20 issues before this? Like, wh- how am I, how was I supposed to know that? Um, I think that's a little irksome, but... I really like how Heartthrob does it. Um, you know, they're in their second season. And what is Heartthrob? Heartthrob, that's the Christopher Sabela, uh, Robert Wilson. Um, I think Nick Filardi does the colors on that one. It's about the woman who gets the heart transplant and then like has a love affair with the guy who like manifests to her somehow. And he's a he was like a bank robber and they start like robbing banks and... All sorts of drama oh, happens. It, it, right, it, I, I, yeah. I've seen the covers for this. Beautiful. It's so good. <laughs> Beautiful. It just got optioned for a TV show too, so hopefully that happens because that would be a great TV show. But um, 
Yeah, so they did like the first arc and it was I think six issues and it could have ended like that could have been it it was a pretty self-contained story and now it's back and they're they're calling it the second season and I feel like that's Mm -hmm. that's fair like I'm I'm down with that yeah and see that I can get behind calling it like seasons makes a lot of sense um this is something that coincidentally I was having a big long think about in the shower this morning about how Marvel's Marvel and DC could fix all their problems if they just turned everything into seasons. And I know that's a common like thought, but um, that's funny that we're, we're talking about it here. But I, I do appreciate that. That at least says there is something before this. However, just like a TV show, you could start in season two if you really wanted to. That's similar to Lady Mechanica, which is another comic book that oh, I follow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I picked it up because I liked the cover of the very first issue, and then I added it to my that's- poll list. <laughs> Because the first I did the same one, thing. yeah, the first the first season, I guess, is only like four issues long, but then it was out of my pull list, so they kept pulling it for me. So I now have like five different minis in the same universe with the same character, which I love them. So I've never stopped the pull, but like gotcha. the first mini is only four issues, maybe the second mini is like six, the third mini was two. That's another two issue mini. And then the current okay. one is on number like five or something, but they're just all over the place in length. But they all tell a concise, contained story, and you can pick up the number one of any given arc and follow the whole thing through without being confused. Gotcha. See, this this kind of sounds like the. I mean, Kate and I we were talking about the Mass Effect series, which is like a you know dark horse property about the video game series made by Bioware. And Mass Effect, I think they do this same kind of thing where they've got a series of contained miniseries that, yes, they're linked by a common theme of being a part of this video game, but I think you could pick up any of those miniseries and really just get into that series having not read any of the others, even though from a like a grander perspective, they are all linked together and having read all of them, you'll get like a bigger picture, but by no means do you have to. I think, I think there's a lot of value in that. I think that that... That's like a, a whole ownership thing, and it's, I don't think they're all written by the same people, but, I mean, that's a licensed product thing. Um, but nonetheless, I think that what you're talking about, Kate, with Lady Mechanica follows that same kind of principle of there's a larger world that these stories are playing into, and if you read them all, you get a grander picture. That's ultimately the benefit. Yeah, and the only theme that I've really, like, there's not really a grand plot line through it i guess you you occasionally come back to the same idea of like like who created lady mechanica because she's like half metal i guess so she's always kind of curious as to like who created her but that's really the only thing that keeps coming back again and again and again you have like repeat like side characters but you don't need to read like every single arc to follow the story i guess you can just read one gotcha so yeah, I guess any any other cons that you guys could think of around miniseries? It sounds to me like we're very pro miniseries on this show so far. I mean, it does suck when you really just fall in love with a certain title and then it's like four issues, the end, goodbye. Oh. <laughs> I also noticed how many um, miniseries I have in my short box when I was going through it earlier that I'm missing one issue. And oh no. no. Yeah, and some <laughs> of them horrified. Yeah, and some of them are on Comixology so I could have like issue 2 in digital, but like <gasps> but that, that's oh, awful. <laughs> that like breaks my heart in so many ways. And then there's there's like two of two of these mini series that I have where I've got like um Niobe 
she is life that's what it's called Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and i i found the second issue at the comic shop so i picked it up and i was thinking i'll special order the first one they never did another printing so i only have number two because i didn't realize like i missed three and i missed one and it's not on comiXology so i just have the second issue of this many all right we're starting a (laughs) a a a petition tonight yeah to fix this (laughs) Oh, that's even the worst of it. You can't even find it in digital. That's yeah. like, oh, what a bummer. And then I also have issue one of a couple of different minis. One of them I was intending to wait until it was in trade, and it's in trade, and I've just never picked it up because I loved the first yeah. issue so much that I, that I wanted to wait for it. And then I've got another one that it's, I didn't realize how independent it was, but that was another one where I was like, I know I'm going to like this whole thing, so I'm just going to wait for the trade which I just don't do anymore because of this book. But it's so independent that I would have to special order it from the publisher's website, which mm-hmm. on one hand, like that's that's fine. I can do that. But on the other hand, like I have a, like a whole print collection and I have some stuff on Comixology and like I don't want to have like this third like account somewhere. Gotcha. Gotcha. I I can't think of too many miniseries that I like desperately need I needed more of or that like I fell in love with so much that I'm like I can't believe this is over because I feel like it, in most cases they've turned into ongoings or something like that like for instance Jonesy was a book that I was oh, in love you with loved that book so much <clears throat> I Jonesy, remember that yeah Jonesy charmed you to love it totally she, she that's that is the greatest joke that Sam Humphreys played on me and, and Caitlin Rose Boyle like that is the biggest joke that they played on like they sucked me in an issue one and I was like cool six issues or I don't remember what it was and I was like hell yeah I can totally get on board with this happy-go-lucky like palate cleansing book and then it turned to 12 issues and I was like oh happy day <laughs> And I mean, I thought that it was going to become an ongoing, and I'm like, I was weighing like, oh, this is another book. It's three ninety nine, but also I love this book to death. And then it ended in like a nice manner, like they they finally were just like, we're let's wrap this whole book up in a nice little bow, and it was perfect. Like I cannot ask, for, couldn't have asked for a better ending. Um, I, I mean, like there was a book that I just finished rereading last night, X Men Legacy, which is a size Spurrier book. Um, it's an it's a twenty four issue long book that I I feel like he built up the end arc so much that it must have been planned that way from the beginning and oh my goodness I, I don't know if you call that a maxi series but it definitely felt more contained than you know any other big two book that you're going to get out there that isn't specifically a like six or 12 issue mini series see um, I reject like just on principle calling something a mini series if the character is entrenched in decades of backstory in that publisher's lineup totally totally and i I was gonna say i think that that is the the only downside of that book is that unless you've been engrossed in that world oh my goodness that book would not work for anyone like i i tell people it's my favorite book and they're like oh i should read it and i'm like absolutely not do not put yourself (laughs) through that pain because there's so many just side references and it's it's one of those books that i did not think I don't think would work for anyone unless they had the weird scattered Marvel reads that I have had over the last 10 or 12 years of just like, oh, this looks cool. I'll read this random Excalibur like issue and or, or arc and it suddenly somehow plays into this book that came out 
like 10 years later. Like, what are the fucking chances of that? Um, so I, I wouldn't say that anyone should go read that book unless you've deeply seeded your roots inside of X-Men continuity because it's it's really full of itself in, in that regard. So, okay, we're ruling out the big two as far as minutes I, go. I, I don't know. I had such high hopes that we would not be mentioned X-Men once in this entire episode. Like, there's no X- You fool, Tia. You possibly, but you did. <laughs> yeah, in terms of publishers, I feel like half of my minis are from either Image or Boombox. Just, yeah. Almost everything yeah. coming out of Boombox is gold for me. They really yeah. do, like, know their... I mean, I don't know much about the demographics, but it seems like there is a there is a boombox person, and they know that person well. Yeah, they're they're typically like younger and not a man usually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think that that's a good like descriptor. Kate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like I've got. Um, backstagers in front of me which are actually oh, yeah. all yeah. men in in the book but you know they're all over the place um like with their sexuality with you know their physical description and then i've got lady castle which again same story like very diverse mm-hmm. um did lady castle come back for another arc i Is haven't that- gotten right. any more in my poll i only have okay. the first four so I maybe it will thinking of I could be thinking of another book. Maybe I'm thinking of Zodiac Star Force. Oh, I think that definitely came back for another okay. run. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, I think Boom... I feel like Boom is leading the is way. Is Zodiac Star Force even Boom? Now I'm confused. I th- I think... So I always get Zodiac Star Force confused with Gem and the Holograms for some reason in my head. Um, and I know Gem and the Holograms is IDW. So that may be where things are weird. You know what? Please send us emails. Dark Horse. Send us, send Zodiac us Star on... Force is Dark Horse. Ah, she looked it up. Okay. Of course I looked it up. I just want hate mail. I just want hate mail. Um, <laughs> that I shouldn't wish for that at all. Um, Goldie yeah, Vance bo- is another boombox short that I thought was yeah. like super it's cute. Out. I read the first two issues. It's it's pretty solid. It's really cute. I it's, recommend it. It's like, it's like cute, less uh, disturbing Veronica Mars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because she's just like, she's trying to solve mysteries. Yeah, and it's yeah great. it's like a little kid. Yeah, yeah. I think Boom is is definitely leading the way in terms of how comic books should be seeded to people and like delivered just quickly and quietly and figure out like what's working, what's not, and then like do big long runs of of things that actually work really well, like Lumberjanes. Um, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I caught up on that this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys? No, it makes sense. Have you guys um, ever run into a mini that you didn't like and that you like kept pulling anyway, like? And um, oh, plenty. Yeah, because <laughs> I uh, I picked up New Romancer, which is actually another one of the books I that Brian to bought like first. It so much. Yeah, yeah. Like he bought the first issue. I read it. I was like, oh, this is a great premise. So I put it on my pull list, and that's another one that I just kept pulling and never like caught up with. So by the time I caught up with it, I had all of them, and I could have stopped buying them in like issue three. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've had that with some four issue mini books that I've I've pulled. Um, I pulled a book from Dark Horse. I think it was, I think it was called The Mask, or it was called something Mask, and nothing about it was great. 
but I, I laughed in the first issue, and I was like, oh, I'll keep going. And in issue two, I was like, I laughed once, oh, I'll keep going. And by the end, I went back and reread that book, and I was like, why? Why did I keep going with this book? I, like, that's, that's money I could have spent on X-Men, X-Men. books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm, I'm glad to be predictable. Hey, you know. <laughs> okay all right so i think i think we're gonna wrap up here because uh, otherwise it's just gonna be like i like this book and i like yeah, that i book could keep going I hate this yeah. book. <laughs> and i don't want to be mean to anybody i mean at least directly or whatever but um yeah so kate thank you so much for being on this episode this was super cool um tia and thank you as well i know we we made everything work tonight really really last minute so thank you both for making this all work tonight and um i guess the the only thing left is kate where can people find you on the internet if they want to hear more opinions about all these awesome comic books that you're reading uh the best place is twitter like everybody else on here (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i'm at kate elfier which is short for my name kate lamphier it's spelled really okay. strange, so I would just check the notes. Check the show notes, yeah. Tia, where can people find you on the internet? I'm on Twitter at Portrait of Madame X. It's spelled the coolest way possible because it's fancy. Yeah, I thought it, uh, I thought it said Portrait of Meme X the first couple of times. I saw your, tweet, your yeah, tweets. Yeah. I had to, Tia explained it, and I, and I suddenly got yeah. it. Yeah. Like, after months of following her on Twitter, I was like, oh, this all clicks. Yeah, I just had oh, to read it. abbreviation way. Right, right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Mike Rappin and on Medium at, at Mike Rappin as well. I'll eventually get back to writing X-Men articles. We'll see. Um, hopefully by the time this comes out, I've started writing them again. So fingers crossed. Um, you can also follow the show at IRCB Podcast. You can check out the website at ircbpodcast.com. Um, Infinity Shred does all the music for the show. They're the best band in the universe, and they are seriously some of the nicest guys in the world. Um, so I wanted to say thank you, as always, for letting us use their music. Um, I wrote in the show notes XOXO Xander, and I'm going to leave it at that. He's our editor, and he's the best. Um, he's <laughs> he's one of the good boys. That's that's what he I'll say. He also did my engagement photos, and they were they were amazing. Aww. He's he's a sweetheart. That's what Xander is. That's why he gets an XOXO. He's Leonardo. By the way, if you're taking Ninja Turtle quiz personality quizzes, he's like the yes. he's. Well, you guys told me that he has to be Big Brother, not Dad. But he, he's Big tur- Brother, Turtle sure. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> so from everyone at I read, I read comic books, and I'm also speaking for Kate. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, we will check you later.